With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. What's going on and welcome into the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside my co-host Jim Eichenhofer. It's a Pelicans game day as they welcome in the New York Knicks tonight inside the Smoothie King Center. We're not going to talk about the game right now. We have a very special guest and Xavier head head basketball coach Travis Steele who has coached Najee Marshall of course um, out of Xavier who's with us now as a two-way player and uh, head coach Travis Steele also finishing up his third season as head coach. He's been with Xavier a while but wrapped up his third season as head coach. And he joins us now. Coach Steele, good to have you on. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So let's get right into it with Najee, of course. Uh, let's start with the recruiting of him. At, at what point, what you know, what made you all go after Najee? And what was that recruiting process like going after him? Yeah, I think the first thing we saw him in, in the spring, kind of going into his post-grad year at Hargrave Military. You know, he played for D.C. Premier on the Under Armour circuit and one of the first things you notice about Najee is just, man, how tough he is, right? How competitive he is and versatile. Um, you saw the six, six guy playing like a point guard. And it was like, man, he could handle the ball, pass the ball, could defend multiple positions. Um, just had a motor to him, man. So he really stuck out like a sore thumb when we evaluated him and we, we made sure that he was going to be a priority for us. Uh, before I get to Jim, you know, due to COVID uh, protocols, we haven't been able to get to know Najee besides maybe a walk-off interview after one of our wins. What was his personality like when you recruited him, and, and has that was that stayed the same throughout his entire college career? You know, he was quiet um, at first, very, very reserved, uh, and then he really opened up. You know, I mean, like as he got here um, to Xavier, um, I thought, I thought, you know, the, the small environment that we have here at Xavier really helped him just engaging with different people right uh, on a small campus and uh and it really kind of helped his, his personality continue to blossom and, and kind of show through man because he is a great great young man uh high character um and he's got a great personality he's really funny you don't really know that until you get to know him really well but but he's a really funny person yeah he uh we were we were laughing the other day i don't know if you if you saw this but he uh was given the game ball by his teammates after the win in Cleveland, which was pretty cool. And he was actually holding it kind of below the screen on the zoom. So we, I, someone that was there told me, Hey, Jim, he's got the game ball. So I asked, I asked him about it and he kind of held it up in front of the screen. So that was kind of funny, showed a little bit of his personality, but he was holding on that to that thing for dear life at first. And 
we wouldn't, I don't think we would have even gotten to see it if, 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 if I hadn't mentioned it. So that was, that was kind of funny. But um, one of the things I wanted to ask you was, um, you know, when, when he first comes into college, I, I would, I don't know this, uh, you know, Daniel talked about how we haven't really had a chance to talk to him a ton, but I would, I would think when he came into college that somewhere in his mind was, you know, maybe being in the NBA at some, someday, what were some of the things that he needed to improve or some of the things that he focused on, you know, from the start of his college career through the time that he was there in terms of putting himself in position to be, be in the NBA the way he is now? Yeah, I think number one, you know, I, I thought, you know, you always want to build on your strengths as well, Jim. Um, and I thought he could be the best defender in all of college basketball. You know, mm. I mean, he is, he's so long. He's got, he obviously put a lot of weight on, got stronger during his time here, Xavier. Um, and he had the ability to guard one through five. And I, I thought he was the best defender in college basketball. And then, you know, at the offensive end, you know, just to kind of continue to, to clean up his decision-making. And, you know, the NBA obviously has even more space, right, um, than, than what college has. And, and Najee is so um, elusive. Um, he's got a terrific handle uh, for a guy his size, and he can get to places. And he sees things. He has a really, really good basketball IQ in mind. And uh, so we wanted to build on those strengths that he had, right, coming in. And then as well to kind of continue to improve his shooting. You know, like that, that obviously that's the name of the game. Uh, he works really hard at it. He lives in the gym. And I think that's why you're seeing him to continue to improve, man, because he has that growth mindset. You mentioned his shooting and the growth that he had, he's made as a player. Um, what do you think are some of the areas? I mean, you, you know him extremely well, obviously from having him for a few years there. What do you think are some of the areas where he can show that where he has the most upside or things that maybe he is continuing to work on that he's going to be able to show in the NBA for people that haven't seen him play that much? Yeah, I, I think he's a – I told every NBA team this when he went through his process last year. I said, man, you better sign him. I mean, I, 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 I really felt that way because he's so tough and he plays so hard. He is going to find a way on the floor, and he's going to ultimately help you win games. What he does wins. Um, he competes in everything that he does. And, um, you know, and then I think, you know, just his versatility on both ends. I mean, he's a guy that can do a lot of things, man. Like he – you can ask him to be in pick and rolls. He can be in ISOs. He can, he can make plays for others. He can score the ball at the rim with the space in the NBA. He can, uh, he, he, he can impact the game in a lot of different ways, but I just love his energy, his toughness, uh, his competitiveness that he brings, man. Every team needs that. And, uh, and he gives you a huge boost of energy, which that's what he's doing right now uh, with the Pelicans so far. You mentioned just all the different, aspects of his game and things that he, ways that he can contribute to a team. How did you see his, his role evolve while he was in college? And part of why I asked that is because it seems like he's been able to this season in the, in the brief amount of time that, that he's played, been able to kind of fill in the gaps. If the team needs scoring, he can give a little scoring. If, if they need passing, he can do that. If he, he can, uh, if they need defense, he, does that, I mean, is he, is it, was he a guy that basically like his role kept changing when he was at Xavier and he kept kind of coming through in different areas for you guys? Yeah. His, his role really grew here at Xavier uh, during his time here, you know, his freshman year, he was more of a, uh, a really good defender, um, you know, kind of energy guy. And then as he kind of moved up to a sophomore year, he became more, more of a guy that we relied on to, uh, we played through him. Right. And pick and rolls and in drive situations and and even post ups. 
Um, then his junior year, we even played through him even more, right? I mean, we relied on him so heavy because he makes the game easy on other people, right? Because because like he can get you a wide open shot, like a teammate. Like he, he has an ability to find guys at his size. Like I said, man, the ability to play make that a lot of other guys don't have. Um, and uh, so yeah, he continued to grow his role, and I think that's what he'll continue to do in the NBA. I think his the uh, he does not have a ceiling, and, that, and that's the exciting thing for him because I'm telling you he will work his absolute tail off uh, to get better and to continue to improve. You talk about his growth from freshman year to junior year, averaging around seven points per game all the way up to 16 and a half. At what point did you see the potential to make it to the NBA? At what point you're like, all right, Najee's starting to get it. He could have a future in basketball after college. Yeah, I knew his freshman year, I felt like he had a real chance. And, and Daniel, you, you, you always think like even in the recruiting process, certain guys have the measurables and athleticism, the movements. And but until you t- until you coach them and you're with them every day, you don't really know. Um, his freshman year, you know, he, he had some really good moments, man. Um, and then kind of sophomore year, I was like, man, he has a real shot. I thought he took a step. And then his junior year was like, man, I think this guy's an NBA player, you know, and uh and, you know, again, he's getting his opportunity. I told him when he went through his process, you know, there's a lot of different paths uh, to get to where you want to go. And uh, it's about blazing your own path and and and, uh, and working hard, doing things the right way. And, and I'm just happy that he's able to get that opportunity uh, that he has right now. How much have you been able to communicate with him? I know you obviously just finished up uh, your, your season there at Xavier. I know Najee's been going through. Uh, you know, he had played in the G League bubble with the Erie Bayhawks. He's been up and down, but, you know, it started to establish a role there. How much have you been able to communicate with him, whether it's been text or, or calls over this over this past, you know, month or so or two months? You know, we'll text and I'll check in with him, you know, and and, and also give him words of encouragement as well. Um, you know, he's a he's a great young man. I'm, I'm really, really proud of him. Uh, get him happy for him because, again, he just needs an opportunity. He will take advantage of that opportunity. I can tell you that, which he's doing right now. And, and I'm not shocked uh, one bit. And I think this is just hopefully the tip of the iceberg for Najee here uh, moving forward. Last thing before I let you go, uh, maybe a, a Najee Marshall story from your three years with him. I don't know one that, you know, just sticks out to you. I know you're put, I'm putting you on the spot, but anything that maybe can summarize what we know about Najee, uh, maybe through a story with your time with him at Xavier. You know, the thing that I loved about Najee, and, I, and again, I always go back to his toughness uh, and, and it's just his competitiveness. Um, he would be the guy um, into games, right? We'd go into huddles and he, he would just have so much passion, right? He, you could just, he was just breathing that passion. You could feel his presence and how much it meant to him. So we'd be like in the game situation. We're playing Missouri a year ago or his junior, you know, in his junior year. And, and uh, we're at home. He had to hit a three to send it into overtime. And, but the timeout huddle, right? Everybody saw the shot that he hit uh, that to send it to overtime, but the, the, just the huddle, how he was and just his energy and how he, you could just see he would, his refuse to lose mentality just permeated throughout the rest of the team. And, and that was constant. That was just like one moment of it, but like that, that's who he is on a day-to-day basis. It's not who he is just on game days. It's how he is in practice. It's how he is in workouts. It's how he is in games, whether you're playing the best team in the NBA or the worst team in the NBA, he's going to be the same guy. So um, I can't speak uh, enough positive things about Najee. Um, I just, like I said, really, really happy for him and proud of him. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we hear from head coach Damon Gunny talking about why Najee's starting right now or was starting. He talks about, you know, his energy always playing both ends of the floor um, for all the every time he's on the floor and for every minute he's on the floor. So it's definitely not surprising. Wish we could get to know him a little bit more, but hopefully once the pandemic is over, we can. But this was a great insight on what he was like in college uh, with, with head coach Travis Steele of, of Xavier Men's Basketball. Coach, I really appreciate the time. I know it's always busy with you, whether it's recruiting, you know, getting ready for the next season. So to take a couple of minutes out of your day to talk about Najee, we really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll chat with you again. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes. That's Xavier men's basketball coach Travis Steele with us here on the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Jim Eikenhofer had to go to to attend to some Pelicans duties. But again, it's the Pelicans and the Knicks tonight from the Smoothie King Center downtown New Orleans. Pelicans looking to tie their longest winning streak of the season at four. Same goes for the Knicks who are riding into tonight's game on a three-game winning streak as well. 7 p.m. Central Time. You can watch it on Valley Sports New Orleans or listen on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM with pregame coverage starting at 6.30. Um, hope you can join us on the radio. Hope you can join us on television. Let's see. The Pelicans are just one game back of Golden State for 10th, two games back of San Antonio for 9th, and three games back of Memphis for 8th. All three teams in action tonight. So get ready. Get the scoreboard up as we'll track all those throughout both of our broadcasts. We'll have another podcast for you on Friday. Hopefully have a roundtable discussion with some of the local writers here as uh, hopefully we're talking about a four-game winning streak as the Pelicans will head the, on the road for two games starting on Friday night against the Washington Wizards. And we'll meet up again on Sunday afternoon with this same New York Knicks ball club. Until Friday, for Jim Eikenhofer, for Xavier men's head coach Travis Steele, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeking.